welcome to the latest episode of the Various Artists Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barton. On this podcast, I talk to creative individuals about their inspiration, life, careers and processes, as well as some of the themes in my forthcoming novel, Peach. My guest this week is a great guy, Skylar Bouchard. I hope I pronounced the surname right, if not. Well, you know, you're, you're English, so you're, you're, you're butchering a French last name, so it's it's fine. Well, that, that, now we've got the man himself, um, Skyler. Why don't you pronounce your surname for me so everyone can Bouchard. Bouchard. But uh, in in real, in uh, my French relatives would say Bouchard. Yeah, there we go. And I'm not going to roll the D. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> Skyler is a singer songwriter out of Canada. Um, I came across. I'll talk about the story of how I came across Skyler's work a little bit later on. Um, I first, want to introduce you. I talk about your latest release, um, your debut EP, in fact, Tired of the City. It's been out for a few months now. I really heartily recommend anyone to go and buy a copy of iTunes or get a copy from Skylar himself. If he's got any left, it's on Amazon as well, CD Baby, all that sort of stuff, Spotify. Um, like I said, it came out a couple of months ago. What's the reception been like? You know what, it's been, it's been great. You know, we uh, I, I put out the record in... In October, and then toured it across uh, across Eastern Canada, and then sort of took a break to do some more writing over the winter. And and in in the city I live in, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. We get minus forty, yeah, all winter. So it's uh, it's not it's not the best to be on the highway. You know, if you break down, you might freeze to death. So so uh, I stayed in <laughs> and didn't tour the record. But I just got back. I was on the road for. For nine weeks, and I went all the way from Western Canada to Eastern Canada. So that's about, I put about 18,000 kilometers on my car. Yeah. So I, how many how many UKs is that top to bottom? We just say it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a, a few. You did a few. Um, yeah. You were in a band before you released this, but the EP is your solo work. So did you have complete creative control on it? Yeah, you know what? I worked with uh, my friend Derek Benjamin. He did all the production and the audio engineering on it. But uh, it was all it was all my decisions as far as, you know, what I wanted on it and, and who I got to play with and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a fully independent artist, so I, I get to make all of all of these creative decisions myself, and I, I really like to keep it that way. It's a bit difficult, though, when... Not difficult, I guess, but um, it must be a little bit scary because then the judgment is all on you, isn't it? You know, you can't... There's no one to blame. If, so. Yeah, you know what? I, I work with uh, I work with some of the best musicians in the city, and... and uh, and I, I I know that they're I know that they're great, and if they if they're willing to play on my record, then then I know it'll be good, you know. It turned, and, out, it turned out really well. I I enjoyed it. I'm only playing that, and like I say, I really do recommend it for people. To, and I'll give it another plug a little bit later on. I want to talk about your background oh, as, a, you. as a musician. You started playing guitar pretty late. Uh, so you, I said pretty late. You're not someone who was raised at the age of eight with a guitar from everything that I know. Um, so no. tell me about your introduction to that, into, into your life as a musician. So I, uh, I was always a singer in a band. Like I played in bands all throughout high school and I was originally in a, in a metal band, <laughs> believe yeah. it or not. It's, I've, I've came a far away from there, but, uh, 
I moved I moved away to a small town and my band stayed in the big city and I, I really missed making music so I started playing guitar and that was about four and a half or five years ago now yeah um, and, and like I said you're very much a singer songwriter these days so you started off as a as a singer have you always been interested in, in writing your own songs as well yeah you know what I, I always uh, I always just wrote for, for myself, like poetry and stuff like that and short stories and everything. And I, and I really, I loved doing that. And then my friends were, were playing in a band and, and, uh, I, I was, I was a screamer, like in that metal band. And I, it was my, it was my gateway into being able to perform because no one could understand what my poetry was. So, so I, I got to refine what I did and, and I think I'm finally at a point where I can sort of, you know, stand by what I'm what I'm doing. You know, it yeah. took it took me a good ten years, but but uh, but no, I, I always I always loved writing, and I always did it just for myself. And now I, I decided to try and make it a career. Yeah. What were you doing before that? I mean, like I said, you you just come back on a tour. You're obviously trying to make a living as a musician, so. What what other careers has Skylar dabbled in? Oh my goodness! I, uh, you know, I, it took me a long time to uh, to accept the fact that I was going to try and do this. You know, because I always I was always told, you know, get a real job. You know, you can't you can't do that. You yeah. know, you gotta you gotta bite the bullet and go for it. At one point, and it took me years. I was a I was a carpenter. I was. Uh, insurance salesman i was a radio dj i was a news anchor uh and i and i hated it all <laughs> you know I, I i've gotten and quit so many jobs now that i i finally i found what i what i love doing and i'm, I'm just gonna do it however however that works yeah you know? yeah i consider our paths slightly similar in our you know in different ways i'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later on um, as you know, I mean, you were one of the few people at this point in June 2018, you were one of the few people who, who have read Peach. Um, I sent it to for an upcoming project, which we'll also talk about a little bit later on. As you know, though, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, my main character in there is a, a guy probably right around your demographic, you know, mid-twenties, used to travelling around. That's one thing you definitely do. I mean, you work hard, You 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 are promoting that thing hard as well anyone with any knowledge of geography is going to know that Canada's a pretty big place like you said you know you have to travel as well to, to get that word out and it takes a while to get from one place to the next with that in mind I mean is that something you consider to be a perk of what you do or is it is it sort of like the the sort of hard yards that you have to put in you know what it's a I'd say it's right in between, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say, like I, being on the, being on the road for the first week, you're all energized and you're, you're ready to go and your performances are, I wouldn't say flawless, but they're, they're what you want to put out. Right. And then at, after a month, you're, you're getting, you're getting a little, you're getting exhausted to be honest. And, and, and then you start, you know, you start having, not every show's good. At a certain point, and then you start thinking, like, "Oh, am I really? Am I doing this right? <laughs> you know, like, is, is should I? Uh, 
so it, it, it's great. Like I got to see, I got to see the mountains, the Rocky Mountains in, in the West Coast of Canada for the first time ever. And, and I got to see the, the lighthouses and the Maritimes for the first time ever. You know, I'm, I'm geographically, I'm right smack dab in the middle. Uh, Winnipeg is the capital city of Manitoba and the closest city of any su- substantial size is six hours away going at 120 kilometers an hour yeah which you don't recommend people do because that's too fast no well the, that it's the speed limit really? is it really the speed limit should, it, it's so flat and you just you just press the cruise control and drive alright well they, that's me told yeah drive away kids do you know drive, drive as fast yeah. as you like um <laughs> so obviously that's one sort of aspect of it you you're actually having to get out there on the road and, and push it hard but there are so many different changes in the industry since i mean, not for you i guess because i mean where are the different well you're, you're obviously younger than why i'm but i mean you've got say people a little bit older than than me the 40 year olds who have had to adapt with all this change of online media and file sharing and social media which has had such a huge impact on on the industry like i said you've really been taking your steps in the last five years when that's all commonplace really so as someone who's come into that in that environment as it is do you consider everything in that regard as beneficial and tools that you can use or is there anything about it that holds you back or you feel holds musicians back you know what i uh i really love social media for the fact that you know i it's how we met yeah absolutely years ago on twitter and uh and and I and I love it for that way of the communication side and being able to reach people I wouldn't normally reach and and for that side of it, but for the side of you know, I don't think it's terribly good for anybody's mental health to be to be constantly measured and and commented upon and stuff like that, you know? Like I I hate to admit it, but if, if one of my posts gets 150 likes instead of 200 i'm like what what am i doing wrong (laughs) you know it's a it's a weird it's a weird state of affairs that fake internet points have any bearing on my life you know so i I think it's i think it's great for uh for getting yourself out there but just like anything else once you put yourself out there you've you've done your job and that's that's all you can do and i think that that's that's a learning a learning curve that i'm slowly coming to terms with yeah i mean the, the good thing is from your aspect so at least what i see what i perceive to be a good thing is that people would they would look at the online profile or the online capabilities available to them and able to spread the word at the click of a button and you know or maybe a few thousand clicks of a button by getting followers and everything like that mm-hmm. which you obviously you engage in that side but you do the hard yards, you're working as well, so you're not under any illusion that you just have to post a video and hope that it gets a million likes, uh, a million views. Yeah. Oh. I'm so envious of those guys that just have their little home studio and, you know, put out a cover and it gets like 16 million views and they they sit at home and get to write their music, you know, that's... I I, I do envy that and I don't, you know, I my, my niche market is uh, is house concerts. Yeah. You know, people from all across the country, they come and ask me to play at their home. Yeah. You know, and, and then, 
from there I, I make the dates work but uh you know i get to i get to meet these people and they bring me into their home and you know they 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 want to hear my stories and make me dinner and you know invite all their friends over to hear the songs and to share laughter and everything like that and i think that it's uh it's it's a it's a much more fulfilling thing than to sit in a room and put out a video yeah absolutely but you yeah and you so do you say that as like the plus point? Because I mean, there's going to be a cutoff. Because I, I think you know you are destined for one way. You're going to become a lot more well known. I think you, you once you get records out there, you're going to be signed up and everything like that. I truly believe all that's coming your way. But obviously, then oh, thank you. Batting away the compliments for a second, there's going to be a point where there'll be a cutoff where you can't do that anymore. So you know what I mean? Well, they, yeah. How would you feel about that? Because if that's something that you're now considering as, I guess, one of the perks of the job, um, there's going to be a time when that's not feasible for you anymore. Yeah, you know what? I, uh, I, uh, I would, I would love to, uh, I would love to get those, those gigs. And I think they're, I think they're, uh, like those bigger ones where, you know, I've, got, I've gotten some where, you know, they, they pay well and they put you up in a hotel and stuff. But I think, I think that that would, that would get old eventually, you know, especially for me, I'm a very, I'm a very, uh, extroverted person. You know, I, I run on, I run on being social, you know, I, uh, when I'm, when I'm touring and I'm in the car by myself, I look forward to those, to those interactions. So, so, you know what, I, even if, even if I do, if my star shines a little brighter than those, I think I'd still, you know, maybe maybe it's a hundred and fifty dollars for the ten people to come see me or something. You know, <laughs> who who knows? Who knows? But but I uh, I appreciate you you seeing that for me. I you know without without sounding cocky, I see it myself. You know, yeah. I, I I do do love to perform, and I think that I'm I think that I'm I'm becoming a a, a good performer. Yeah, well, I'll vouch for that. I think. And you're growing as well. I I think. I mean, I've known you for two years now, and there's even in that two years spell, there's a lot more. Has it been two years already? Yeah, yeah, just about. Yeah. Um, My goodness. But even in that time, there's a lot more. I can tell there's a lot more confidence in your performances. Is that something no. that you feel? Thank you. Oh, oh, for sure, and a lot more confidence in. Uh... You know, in my in my voice and in my my instrument. You know, it's uh, you put in in the last two years. I've put in a thousand hours of work, right? So I'm I'm hoping that's I'm hoping that it starts paying off. Yeah, yeah. If there's a negative or drawback about um, the the idea of this advent of how everything's changed in the industry, you know, in, in terms of everyone's able to, like I said, sit in the in the bedroom and make a record, it's that there is so much of it. And from what I see, um, from what the things that you post, obviously, because I'm not um, that familiar with the Winnipeg um, <laughs> music scene, but from everything that I've seen from from the things that you've posted and the sort of associated videos that you get linked to on Facebook when, you know, you post something and it'll be, if you watch this, you'll like this, is that Winnipeg and, and the areas that you socialise in seem to have a very active social scene when it does come to music. And you will always have people who want to listen to good music, so it's not necessarily a case of you having to stand out in that regard. But yet, there's still a case of having to find a balance between having your own sound and that fundamental issue of making good music. 
So is it does it make it more difficult that you're in this community of um, you know of so many talented musicians? You know what I I, I think it's uh, I think it's the opposite of difficult. I find it very inspiring. You know, um, nobody nobody does things exactly the same and there's things that you can learn from every performance that every musician plays right whether it's good or bad or uh beautiful or ugly you know it's uh i'm i'm when i go to a show I'm, i feel like i'm learning you know so it's it I, I find that it's it's the opposite of a challenge it's actually it's it's inspiring and if if somebody if somebody does something and i'm like whoa that's insane i'm stealing it you know <laughs> or, or i'm gonna you know, use that, maybe, maybe that inspires a style of my own that I can, I can use to my advantage or, you know, I'm, I'm very much a, very much a researcher of the, of my craft and I try and try and do my, the best I can that way. Yeah. But, you know, and, and a lot of times, a lot of times you just, uh, you see a show and you're like, damn, I got to go home and practice. Yeah. You know, you know, because the because we do we do have a very bustling music scene, and there are a ton of talented musicians here. Yeah, I've been like that. I mean, I've read. Um, my wife's always on me to read more um, because for a writer, I'm a terrible reader. You know, I should I should read a lot more. And I did read um, a biography, which is similar to one that I wrote, and I read the first five. And this was like one of the most celebrated journalists in the country. Really great, it. I read the first five pages, I was like thinking, damn, I need to up my game, do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's not yeah, good, yeah. good for the soul to... But, I mean, on yeah. that, on that well, topic... And, and you know, it's humbling, too, because a lot of times, like... Especially, I can imagine being a writer or being a performer, I, you know, I get my tires pumped up a lot. You know, yeah. after a show, I'll be like, oh, you know, that one line that you wrote, or your voice is incredible, and all that stuff, and then, like... And then <laughs> I'll go see... I'll go see somebody like William Prince perform or somebody, somebody just incredible. And I'm like, Oh, I've still got so much to learn, you know? And, and, and I, I don't, I used to think that that was a, that was a bad thing, but I, I find it, I find it more empowering now than anything. Cause I don't, I'd hate to one day say I'm, you know, I made it. I'm good now. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Cause what, what am I going to do with my days? <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, well, you, I think a big part of development, I mean, personal and professional, is embracing that. Because, I mean, especially, in, I think, in music and creativity, in this day and age, so much of it is repetition. You can't... It's difficult to start something brand new unless you're talking about a new breed, breed of space monkey or something like that. Do you know what I mean? You, instead of... You know, the Beatles wrote great songs and everyone after the Beatles was copying the Beatles. Do you know what I mean? In, in that respect... And, yeah. and a lot of people don't embrace the fact they get precious over their own material in, in terms of this is my baby and I've done something completely unique and you know, instead of embracing the fact <laughs> well we're all copying, we're all following someone in, in well, some what's respect. that what's that line Picasso said uh, great artists uh, what is it? Great artists are inspired by others and brilliant artists steal. Yeah, something like that. Something, just, something along those lines. I'll just find the line and I'll just cut it in, edit it. In yeah, yeah, exactly. But on that respect, you know, I mean, like I said earlier, you know, we're at similar points, I would guess, in our own careers. I mean, on the outside of what is considered commercial and looking in, hoping that 
we are going to create something that will resonate, but also doing it for the reason of creating rather than solely mm-hmm. wanting the financial liberty that comes with it. And I found that a lot of writers at independent level, maybe it's just my experience and the way that they are with me, but it's not always a welcoming environment. You know, they can be a very protective and guarded approach to the, an individual's work. They're not always very, not collaborative, but um, I guess that's the, you know, there's not a real great sense of community in the, in, in my experience as a writer, how do you find that as a musician? I mean, you're obviously open. You know, I, I I'm open to create with anybody, and I and I rarely turn down a show with anybody and stuff like that. I uh, I I find that a lot of times, especially Winnipeg can be a small market, especially if you're in a subgenre of some of some sort. I'm very lucky that I'm, you know, I'm I'm in the folk genre and I can play whichever folk show or something like that but there is a famine mentality like if if i get if i give skylar a job then i might not get the job next time or something like that you know so it's it is like that but also it's completely balanced out with people giving opportunities i find and i hope that it's the same in in writing yeah well from it is different i mean like i said there, there are people who are more generous than others even if it's only with their own experiences do you know because sometimes you learn from conversations about experience rather than about creativity for example um but i don't know i found in my experience in writing that everyone wants that big bite of the cherry and everyone if they've got contacts they won't share the contacts because they're so protective over it and no, and you know, it's in in music, it's it's much the same. But uh, but I think that I think that comes with being in in the scene and in, in the industry longer. You know, people yeah. people are going to see see our work and and say and, and get behind it. You know, yeah, it's it, it comes with it comes with more experience in the scene, I believe. Yeah. Oh, oh. fingers crossed. Yeah, I think that's that's a. a that's probably right because there's a naivety and a, I, I think that is a reflection of naivety, isn't it? The, the fact that, you know, you've gone into this environment and you've got to protect yourself. It's a preservation method. And then once you realize that you can't really get very far with that. The... Well, no, no. If, if you give opportunities, then, you know, especially in music, you know, I've, uh, I've worked with some incredible artists and then, you know, they've, they've surpassed, uh, you know, you never know who's going to get a big break. Yeah. And then who is going to remember you giving them a break, you know, like, yeah. so that's, that's the thing. Like the, the Canadian music scene is getting smaller and smaller each day, especially since this last cross Canada tour. It's, uh, you know, I, I've met people and they, they know my friends back home, you know, and I've met people who know, who know the person I just met in the last city, you know, and it's, and it, it's, it's becoming a smaller, smaller, smaller place each day. That's good though. It's got to be good for you at that point because that means that you're growing. Yeah, well, and and it's 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 just it's all about getting your name out there, and you never know who's going to listen. Yeah, um, like I said earlier, you know, I've known you a couple of years now, and, and at the time, it was one of those weird kismet things because I was, funnily enough, looking up some independent musicians um, to see if anything was a fit for this idea that I had, and then out of the blue, you followed me on Twitter, and I was like, oh this is crazy because I, you know, I had a 
that you inboxed me with a, a video to have a check out and I, I checked it out and I thought, wow, this is just, the stars are aligning, you know, he, he seemed like the perfect guy for it and as everyone knows by now, hopefully everyone who listens to this will know that, you know, I'm doing it to promote my novel, Peach, and, and Charles Baker, the actor, is doing the soundtrack for that. And I, obviously I was working on the future projects in that series and wanted to see what might come next for it. I kind of needed this guy um, who was kind of like a country-style um, folk singer kind of thing. And you were perfect for it. So, you know, we've talked about that before. And that's how we've got in touch. And like I said before, and I'll, I'll give it another plug, I really do um, ask people to, to check you out because your music's incredible. But in the time I've known you, you, you certainly seem to be a free spirit as well because you not only travelled in Canada, you travelled to India last year. I want to know what that experience was like. Oh, it was it was incredible. I traveled to India because uh, because I I found I found a lot of peace in in yoga, and I uh, I wanted to learn more about it. And I thought, well, and it might as well go straight to the horse's mouth, right? And they and uh, and it was. It was sort of, uh, dare I say, like an eat, pray, love kind of thing, you know. Like yeah. I was, I was, I, it was a, it was, uh, it was an experience in finding myself and finding what I like and what uh, what I need to be doing, you know. I I got home from from the trip and and I I, I decided that I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna half ass it anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it full throttle. And and I think and I think in being in India and doing a doing a four hour yoga practice and then two hours of meditation later in the afternoon, you know, it's I uh, it, it unlocked some parts of me that I wasn't wasn't ready to see before, I guess. Yeah. And and you know what, the food is great. <laughs> There's always that. It's interesting because I was um, checking out the um, promotional stuff that um, Gary Lightbody from Snow Patrol, you know, because they just released a new record, and I was listening to some of the their interviews or his interviews about the creation because it's been a while since they released the record, and he said he got he got sober two or three years ago, and and that gave him this you know after after maybe six months, he, he had this greater clarity, you know, his mind wasn't as foggy, he was able to realign a lot of things with himself, and we can all identify with those kind of epiphanies, you know, those moments in our life where something acts as a catalyst, is that something that, that India was like for you? Oh, well, you know what, I, uh, I went through a hard time in my life about nine months before India, and I I decided to, uh, to abstain from, from liquor and everything else you know whether it's pot or whatever and uh and i found that i i always i always had that that thought that you know hemingway was a drunk you know like if, you know yeah. like if i if i can be anything like hemingway you know i'll i'll do it you know so i i i held on to that fact that or that that thought rather that it was part of my creative process yeah and then and then I quit, and I had so much time to write, and my mind was so much clearer, and and I, you know, I I read more and everything like that, and I feel like, I feel like it's a, it's a good thing, 
for people to try. I definitely, I think that uh, we try and suppress a, a lot of ourselves a lot of the time. And, and I don't, I don't plan on doing that anymore. No, it's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, in terms of, I guess it's moderation, but the idea of completely abstaining and it opening these sort of valves of ourselves, you know what I mean? It's a scary thing as well, isn't it? Because you never know what you're going to find when, when that kind of, you know, because you're getting to know yourself in a way. Oh, oh, for sure. And it's, uh, you know, we all, we all have these spiritual warts, you know, and, and it's, uh, and, and all have these traumas, you know, whether it's, whether it's something terrible or just something, you know, we, we've all been messed up a little bit by our parents. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's, uh, and it's hard to dive into those, dive into those, those traumas, you know? And I think that's why a lot of people are, are suppressing those emotions because it, it is hard. It is, it is scary. Yeah. To find uh, to find out who you are, and we tell ourselves. I mean, well, I certainly do that. Part of the process of self medication is writing, but really, it isn't is it? That's I guess that's the escapism for us as much as anyone, really. You know, because it's... yeah, well, we we all have our escapes. You know, it's uh, for for some people, it's drinking. For some people, it's writing. For some people, it's being a workaholic, you know, I, I know, I know a lot of people that I met on my trip that, uh, you know, they're addicts and now they, they don't do anything. They eat pure vegan diets and, and everything like that, but they, they do yoga for six hours a day. Yeah. So you're, you're addicted to yoga. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. like we're, we're all addicts. We all, we all have our, have our way of of dealing with this crazy thing that we've been given called life. Right. And yeah. I, and, and I think, I think even moderation should be used in moderation. Yeah. Good point. Um, what well, what's the goal for you then in the short term? I mean, obviously I'd love to be in a position in five years where this pops up on time up on Facebook and we're looking back going, Oh, look at how quaint we were. How happy <laughs> you were to have this, um, dream of being able to do the house shows and really you're, you'll be a massive star and everything like that. But in, in the short term, obviously it's real unrealistic for us to be talking like that. So for the both of us, you know, we're not going to earn millions in the next few weeks, the next few months, the next year or two. So what is the goal for you in the short term? What's going to be the fulfilling thing for you over the next couple of years? Well, you know what? I, I just love performing, you know, my, I've, I've always been sort of uh, an insecure guy, you know, and I, and I'm finally, and, and then one day I, I, I got on stage and I was like, whoa, like I felt, I felt like whole, you know, yeah. and, and sort of, so, so in, in the short term, I'm going to, I'm going to keep performing. I, I have a summer full of festivals and then, in the winter, I'm gonna write a new record and then tour the record next summer again and keep putting out keep putting out art. You know, I, I really I really love I really love making music and and I and I try not to get too far ahead of myself. So for for now, I'm just gonna keep singing. Yeah, it's good to have that sort of feeling. I mean, that's the best way that you are able to 
to appreciate the present is to be present. So, and that sounds stupid, it's an obvious point to make, but you get where I'm coming <laughs> from with that. In that. You know, it's good to have objectives in the long term, but to truly have this fulfilment on a day-to-day basis, you have to not always be thinking about what comes after it. Do you know what I mean? Because I, no. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not Stephen King, you're not Bruce Springsteen, but we are still in this privileged position where we can do this for a living, you know, and, and do it to our arts content, really, which is really, I mean, it, it, we've got ambitions, but the, the blessing that we've got is pretty, pretty amazing as well. Yeah, you know what, I am completely blessed to do, to do what I love. I, uh, and I, and I talk about it all the time and I'm sure people are tired of hearing it because I have, I have friends that are, you know, I'm 25 years old and I have a, I have a friend who's my, my peer in the same age as I, and he's working, uh, he's working a job and he hates it, but he's saying, you know, it's, it's, it's a good first step. I'm, I'm going to have a good pension. Yeah. So he's going to work a job for 40 years that he hates because he's going to have a good pension. Yeah. And it's like, well, well, I, you know, you might as well just put me in the ground. Yeah. You know, I'd rather, you know, because I, I have had other dreams. I have had other careers and, uh, and I wasn't, well, not, not to say I, I haven't had any other dreams, but I have had other careers and I, I couldn't imagine getting up and going to them every day. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've gotten and quit so many jobs that it's, that I finally found what I love and I'm. And I'm blessed to do it, and I'm not stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you've talked about your hard work, which is one one aspect of it, but you can't do it by yourself. I wanted to talk about your support. So where has where your biggest support come from, and has there any, been any support that's been surprising to you, you know, since you since you started this path of doing it full-time? You know what, I, uh, I've, I'm supported by, by my bandmates, a ton you know they're they're incredible musicians my my folks have have seen the highs and lows of my of my my life and my my career and they're they're 100% supportive they they say even though I'm pushing 30 they I can I can move home anytime you know and stuff like that and uh and you know it's 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 nice it's nice to have that my family's definitely a huge support yeah. it's also nice to have that o- obviously that thing where, because some people aren't this fortunate, that you've got the sort of cushion where you know that you can go out there and you will always have a place to go if if the worst happens and you know you, you know it, it all falls to crap, then you've got you've got yeah you're not going to be on the on the streets by yourself. Yeah, well, you know, I, I have a I have one friend and he's played he's played this one. Uh, music festival with me the last two years and, and well not not with me as in as far as like in in a band with me but he was also on the lineup and he he doesn't have those supports you know he's one of the most incredible songwriters i've i've ever known and uh and you know with with being an incredible songwriter i think there there comes a lot of mental illness yeah. and he uh he his his name is uh, Railroad Tie because he he'll hop on a train and and skip town. You know he has a he has a, 
he has an incredible, incredible talent, but I don't think I don't think he has a lot of support. Mm. And and you know I, it's it's uh, I, I feel I feel doubly blessed, doubly blessed to be able to have that cushion. You know, if I ever need it, I can I can call in a favor. You know. Yeah. Um. What What's um the plan for the long term future? And I mean, where you are in Canada, like I said, it's. It's a, isolated in one respect, you know, because of where, where you are and how far it takes to get to places. Oh, but also, sure. a, a lot of people in your position and with your talent might be tempted to move um, south to, to North America. Um, I'm not saying Canada's not, but you know what I mean. Um, to, yep. to pursue your career. Is that something in the pipeline for you, or do you think that you can get... I know that you've got some friends on I've seen on social media who travel down to like Nashville and things like that. I know that you've, mm-hmm. been, you've been south as well in, in your time, but do you think that you can get the balance of everything that you want where you are, or do you think you will have to move eventually? You know what, I... Uh... <laughs> it's sort of a, it's sort of just a, a new dream. It's funny that you bring it up, Wayne, because I, I just recently visited my friends in Toronto, and they're they're in a great band called Midnight Vesta, and uh, you know they they're actors and audio engineers and and everything, and and I feel like I feel like uh, Toronto might be the next move for me, and but there there are there are definitely dreams, you know, of of like the Nashville scene and the LA scene and Toronto. But I, I, I don't think that, you know, today with the way that like we were saying earlier, social media and, and the internet works, I don't, I don't need to be anywhere. You know, you can, you can hear me in the UK, yeah. you know? So I, I, I think it would be, I think it would be great to go there because there's definitely more work. You know, Winnipeg's a, Winnipeg's just under a million people. So if if we, I move to a, a town like Toronto or Montreal where it's more like eight million people, I'd have eight times the work, right? So, well, yeah, that's the math, but you know, yeah, well, who, <laughs> who knows, right? There's there's also eight times as many people doing it. So yeah, right. so, but it's a, you know what? I I I definitely I definitely think that one day I I'll be hanging my hat somewhere else. But but as far as as far as it goes, Winnipeg has the lowest cost of living in the country. So for a touring musician, it's very, uh, it's a, it's a very good place to hang your hat. Yeah. What comes next? And you said about recording a, an L, you know, record at the end of the year. So what, what have you got planned in the immediate pipeline? So I have, uh, another five song EP that I'd like to record by the end of the year. And I want to, I have a I have a producer I can't tell you who just yet but he's he's a well-known producer and I uh think he's 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 excited to do it so so I think we're going to we're going to put together a record and it's going to be it's going to be my best yet. Okay. You haven't um set yourself up for a fall with such a bold proclamation there but <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what I I'm a, as much as I love the the last record this this next one's going to have have a lot more dynamic capability, you know, like I'd love to start it off with a song that you could dance to. Yeah. You know, whereas, whereas I think the, the record that I put out is more introspective, you know, it's more, uh, it's more, it's more for the songwriters than for, for everybody. So I think this next one is going to have, have more ups and downs. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Um, I ask all my guests, what would your guilty pleasure be in terms of creative indulgence? So, if you if you had the perfect day to work and create, how would it unfold? You know, I'd probably get up and and uh, do some yoga, have a, have a coffee. You know, I'd, I'd be in a cabin in the woods by a lake, and then after after my morning routine and breakfast, I'd. I'd take my guitar and go sit by the lake and and play a, play a few songs and 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 write a little bit, and then some wine for lunch and then <laughs> and then go back at it, you know. And some wine for dinner. <laughs> yeah, and some wine. Well, no, I I'm Canadian. It's got to be whiskey for dinner. Right. Oh, oh. <laughs> How narrow-minded of me for yeah. <laughs> noting your rituals. Um, Great stuff. Um, yes, sounds good. Um, I always end by asking the 10 questions immortalised in James Lipton's series um, in the actor's studio. So I'm going to ask them to you. I've been told off in the past for interrupting, so I can't interrupt. I just have to ask, ask the question and not join in the conversation. Um, so the first one is, what is your favourite word? My favourite word? Ah, oh, love. What is your least favourite word? Well, I don't want to say hate. That would be a little too on the nose. Uh, you know, I don't know. I guess Tyler. Why? I don't, why? I'm not allowed to join. No, I'm not allowed to ask. Because whenever I introduce myself, they people are like, oh, Tyler, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, give me a second. It's Skylar. Yeah. I used to work on um, a telephone line and, um, well, for local government. And I guess it's my accent, but people think I was called Ian. And I don't like the name Ian anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> Nothing against the Tylers or the Ians of the world. Yeah, I, I, I've got a character named Tyler in, in Pete's show. He's one of my favourites, so, um, yeah. Nothing yeah. Else. I might write a character called Ian now just to restore some love to, to the Ians. Exactly. Um, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? We can't say love, uh, love again. Yeah. Well, that would be a little too on the nose again, but uh, I, I really, I really enjoy uh, just just art in general. As far as whether it's whether it's music or, or dance or you know visual arts, I uh, I really I. I take my inspiration from other people's art. Yeah. What turns you off? Uh, oh, jeez. You know, I hate playing in bars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, when, when there's loud, like, riff-raff, you know, I gotta, I gotta scream my slow folk songs over drunk guys playing pool. Yeah. You know, that, that makes me not want to do it anymore. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, favorite curse word. Uh, probably cunt. It, it has a lot more bearing here than than in the UK. Like, if it's it's the pinnacle of curse words here. Like, if you call somebody a cunt here, like, it's like, it's sharp in your ear. Yeah. No, we've got that here. I mean, it's definitely enough to gain me an explicit on iTunes. <laughs> that's the... 
the sea bomb's pretty much the worst. I think it's the universal worst, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, yeah. Bleep it out, will ya? No, no. We. we... I know my mom. My mom's gonna listen to this. The... <laughs> <laughs> what I did was I cut and paste some other Canadian guy. I just found the word and I put it over, so it wasn't actually Skylar that said that. So yeah. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll work. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, oh, what sound or noise do I love? Uh, uh, any Anything by Leonard Cohen, and also uh, my coffee maker in the morning. What sound or noise do you hate? Um... Huh. I don't know. I don't know. That's this is a good li- list of questions here. Um, sound or noise? Do I hate? Oh, you know, heroin by the Velvet Underground. Right. Okay. Like the over top. You know, it's such a good song, and I just find that so annoying because it's just like I want to listen to Lou sing his heart out, but I, it's like. This crashing sound over top. So I was listening to it the other day. I I, I didn't like that. (laughs) What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Yours. Yeah, okay. No, you know, I uh, I, I love writing. I love writing, but I I also love acting. You know, I'd I'd love to give acting a shot. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, I, I can't do math, so probably an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> or any 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 desk job, you know. I uh, I used to work at a desk, and I just I hated it. It's um, very stifling. Um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, I guess I guess yeah, you did the best you could. <laughs> so doubt me. You did your best. <laughs> you did, Come on you in. Did your best. I guess that's sort of downplay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, on that upbeat note, um, that, that's that's wrapping up the podcast for this week. Thank you, Skylar, for your time. It's been been a pleasure. Um, if people want to get hold of you on on social media, how, how can they do that? Uh, any uh, any social media, Skylar Bouchard, uh, at Skylar Bouchard on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And, uh, and you know, don't feel free to, I mean, feel free to send me a message, you know, re- reach out. Let's yeah. connect. Don't, don't feel free. You get some of this trademark passive aggression there. <laughs> <laughs> send him some good luck before he um, mopes his way up to heaven. Um <laughs> Skylar's given kind permission for, for us to play one of his songs at the end of the podcast. It's a great song from me to you. It can be on his um, can be found on his EP "Tired of the City." So, well, um, that's it for me this week, um, and that will be it for the series. I think until um, until I, I ramp up with a new set of guests in in the next few weeks. Um, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll be back soon. <laughs> Throughout a ladder
Take that away. 